BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Should we start this episode off by just letting people know how yes. bad this is getting ready to get? Absolutely, because I had, I had never heard of this before, and I was not ready. She was not prepared. I, no, no. Insert insert scar. Pineapples! I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, cue up your safety word for this one, because yeah. it's about to get rough. Woo. Like, I need a fucking drink. Same. So, where we left off, they had just reached the base of the Sierra Nevadas. Yep. And up until this point, there had been some hardship. Mild inconvenience. Compared to what's to come, it's all insignificant. Literally. So, would you say that it's all downhill from there? (laughs) I would say it's more of an uphill battle. Literally, an uphill battle. A combination of both. It, it, it's <laughs> a dog goes all downhill as it, they go it up doesn't the get, hill. It doesn't get better. No. no, it doesn't get any better. No, but they climb the mountain on on a <laughs> like on the zero to ten scale of how fucked they are. They're at like a two up until this point. I think once we actually tell the listeners about the things that go on in their camp and everything, I think yeah. a lot of people would rather. So just, let's let's start just off. Die, just uh, just let me go. Just yeah. let me die. So let let's start off by talking about what happened to the guy who was exiled at the yeah. end of our last episode, James Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do a little bit of talking about James Reed. So. <laughs> Funnily, funny enough, um, James made it to California. <laughs> yep. So let's start there. So we're on October 28th now. And he, James Reed arrived at Sutter's Fort where he met William McCutcheon. And they, they made preparations to go back for their families. Now, William McCutcheon uh, was one of the two guys who... He went with James uh, Reed. No, he no? actually... Uh, McCutcheon rode ahead with Stanton. Oh, right. Okay. So, but he he stayed there, and Stanton came back with the two Native, uh, the two Native American guys. And the beef and the flour and yeah. all that. Yeah. Okay. So... He just happened to run into McCutcheon. Right. Okay. Because he just run into somebody on the... On oh, this the, has happened to James Reed like three fucking times. He He's just run into it. somebody yeah. that's like... Like that dude that told him, don't take the Hastings cutoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't fucking take it. It's terrible. 
And he's like, ah, fuck you. I'm going anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Can't talk right now. Doing dumb pilgrim shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. This is not the place for that. You two start your own hood rat podcast if you're going to do that. I'm oh, down. No, excuse oh, me. They're, they're settlers, right? Yeah, close enough. You're frontiersmen. Oh, yeah, frontiersmen. Can't talk right now. Doing frontier shit. <laughs> I'm done with you. I can't even look at you right now. So, back with the Donner Party, George Donner's wagon axle broke. And he had fallen behind from the west. The rest of the wagon train. Twenty-two people, consisting of the Donner family, their hired guys, they stayed behind while the wagon was being repaired. But while cutting the timber for a new axle, the chisel slipped, and uh, George Donner cut his hand pretty badly. And it caused the group to fall farther behind. As the rest of the wagon train continued to what is now known as Donner Lake, the snow began to fall. Spoiler alert. If you think that something good happens at a place that's named after you. Stop listening. You probably (laughs) want to rethink that. (laughs) So the snow is falling. Stanton and the two Indians who were traveling ahead made it as far as the summit, but they couldn't go any farther. They retraced their steps where five feet of new snow had already fallen. So they're trying to just go ahead and go and, you know, find a safe path. They fucking get cut off and they can't even see their own tracks back. They're, so the snow's falling pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, their tracks were covered by... Yeah. I w- yeah, their tracks were straight up covered by like five or six foot. It's, uh, you know, that's heavy, heavy snowfall. Yeah, I'm from the mountains in Virginia, and I've never seen snow that that. And much. we're not talking like East Coast snow. No. We're talking fresh powder. Yeah, where you sink. Yeah. Immediately. It's like, if you ever see those snowboarding videos. Yeah. Where they're just on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And just snow looks like a bomb went off and it's just blasted up into the air. Yeah. I've never had that. No, it's always like thick, crusty snow here. Yeah. This is just like something wholly different. The wagon train attempted to make the pass through the heavy snow and they finally retreated to the Eastern end of the lake where the ground was level and there was a lot of timber at the lake. They, There was a cabin, and they had realized they were stranded, and the group built two more cabins, sheltering 59 people, hoping that the early snow would melt and they would be able to continue their travels. The 22 people with the Donners were six miles behind at Alder Creek. Hastily, as the snow continued, the party built three shelters from tents, quilts, buffalo robes, and brush to protect them from the harsh conditions. Back at Donner Lake, two more attempts were made to get over the pass in 20 feet of snow. I've never seen snow that deep. I think maybe four feet of snow. You're going to see later on. The snowfall is so intense that when they're lighting fires, it's just dropping down. It is just melting yeah, it's and big giant clumps. Just like you just get it lit, and you're like, oh, I'm so excited! I got fire, and then just a big old clump falls from a fucking tree, like right on it. <laughs> <laughs> so they finally realized that they were stuck there for the winter. More small cabins were made, many of which were shared by more than one family. The weather and their hopes were not improving. You could say that again. (laughs) It's not going to get any better. Over the next four months, the remaining men, women, and children would huddle together in the cabins, makeshift lean-tos, and tents. Meanwhile, Reed and McCutcheon had started to head back up into the mountains, attempting to rescue their stranded party. Two days after they started out, it had began to rain, 
And as the elevation increased, the rain turned to snow. And 12 miles from the summit, they couldn't go any farther. They cached their provisions in Bear Valley. And then they returned to Sutter's Fort, hoping to recruit more men and supplies for the rescue. However, the Mexican War had drawn away most of the able-bodied men, forcing any further rescue attempts to wait. Not knowing how many cattle the emigrants had lost, the men believed that the party would suit, would have enough meat to last them several months. Yeah, you have to remember, they had no clue the condition. Because these two guys had left Wait, before... Yeah, they, well, but, Reed was exiled on the 5th. That was before the Paiutes started killing all, all the their, fucking cows. Right. And McCutcheon left even sooner than that. Right. They have no clue, like, how fucked their families were. Mm-mm. On Thanksgiving, it, it it started to snow again. And the party at Donner Lake... Killed the last of their oxen for food on the 29th of November. The very next day, five more feet of snow fell. And they knew that any plans for a departure were pretty much squashed at this point. Many of their animals, including the mules, had wandered off into the storms and their bodies were lost under the snow. A few days later, their last few cattle were slaughtered for food and the party began eating bold hides, twigs, bones, and bark. At this point, they have run through all their meat. Yeah. And they are just boiling any leather, bones, anything they can do into a barely edible paste. That makes me, makes my stomach turn. It's basically like eating glue. No. Unrefined glue. It's not like what you did when you were in elementary school where you ate glue. Right. Like, or chested it out. No, it's not that fine, high quality Elmer's made from the hooves of a horse. (gasps) Is that the reason why they have a fucking cow on it? Yeah, it's made from hooves. Ooh. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that that. I've learned two things from you tonight now, Eric. The fact that they called it gelatinous goo. Wait till you find out what Tic Tacs are made out of. I don't want to know. Don't don't do that to me tonight. Can we wait till next week? I mean, I'm sure. trying to find the positives in this. They have a free refrigerator that is just keeping all their stuff good. Oh, it's good. definitely going to keep a few things on ice. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the men tried to hunt, and they weren't very successful. On December 15th, Ballas Williams died of malnutrition, and the party realized... That something had to be done before they all died. This is where things start going horribly wrong. <laughs> At this moment. They basically form like a, a posse. So the next day, five men, nine women, and one child departed on snowshoes. So they spent like an entire day making snowshoes to go wander off into the wilderness. So they, with only meager rations and already kind of weak from hunger, they faced challenging, they faced a pretty challenging ordeal. They had determined uh, it was 100 miles to get to, yeah. to Sutter's Fort. So on the sixth day, sixth day, their food ran out. And for the next three days, no one ate while they traveled through grueling high winds and freezing weather. It was like negative in the teens, right? Yeah, it was like in the high teens, low 20s. So when they left, 17 people actually left with them. The Forlorn, the Forlorn Hope had 17 people. 15 of them had snowshoes, and two of them <laughs> didn't. The two that didn't fucking turned around on day one. They're just like, fuck them. it, I'm going back. Yeah. One member of the party... Charles Stanton, he became snowblind. And so, Charles Stanton, he had made this this run three times before. Yeah. He's the one that came back with the two Native American gods. Yeah. The two Native Americans barely spoke any English. And Charles Stanton was the one who was, like, kind of cool with them. And he's going fucking snowblind. <laughs> because snowblindness is basically the UVB lights. Mm-hmm. From the sun or hitting the snow, 
and reflecting into your eyes. Yeah. So it causes you to get really fucking sick. And then eventually you just burn your retinas out of your skull. That's how you get snowburn, like sunburn on mountains. Yeah. When you're snowboarding. Same thing with your eyes. It just burns your retinas out of your skull. (sighs) But Stan was like having to catch up to the the group. Right. Because you're hitting a point to where when it is sunny out, because it's sunny and you have snowshoes on, it's not crusty snow you're stepping on. It's fucking slosh. Yeah. You're burning way more calories trying to just wade through this sloshy, slushy snow. Calories you don't have. No. So he was unable to keep up with the rest of the party and he told them to go on. And he never rejoined the group. A few days later, the party was caught in a blizzard and had a lot of difficulty getting and keeping fires going. Antonio, Patrick Dolan, Franklin Graves, and Lemuel Murphy soon died. And in desperation, the others resorted to cannibalism. Let's talk about the deaths that happened. So you have Charles Stanton. They didn't find his body for five months. That's awful. And he was on a stump. He was just, he, he, I think he actually sat down on a stump and that's where he died. And that's where they, he was like the thinking. That's where they found, yeah, he's like <laughs> the, the thinker. <laughs> the thinker. Thinking about how fucking hungry he is. Um, I'm hungry. <laughs> so what's funny is the cannibalism was talked about before it actually happened. Patrick Dolan was this Irish uh, immigrant who had said, we should draw lots. Have a lottery. Yeah, have a lottery. Whoever's going to draw the, you know, the short straw on this one. Probably the loser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they all divided up paper and pulled lots. Whoever got the long one was the one who was supposed to get eaten. The person who drew the long one was Patrick Dolan. <laughs> Talk about luck of the Irish. <laughs> Oh, God. But uh, that was the first instance. So this happened, Patrick Dolan winning his lottery yeah. <laughs> uh, happened first. They couldn't go through with it. Keep but William, it. William Eady actually suggested they have a duel. But that didn't happen either. With what? What did they have Just with a, them to duel these snowballs? I mean, I mean they, had, oh they, had, they had pistols. They had guns. <laughs> oh, okay. They had each, each person had like blankets and guns and some a I little, was, a little I was amount of like somebody like exactly what Sam. I was that's where my brain was going. Was they were gonna have a snowball fight and whoever lost was gonna get eaten. So I like the snowball fight better. Antonio was the first to go mm-hmm. out of this whole deal. Oh no, Antonio. Which they never discuss his last name. They noticed he died when they had a fire going and his arm fell into the fire. Yeah. More than once, right? Yeah, they moved it out and then it fell back in again. And they just kind of scooted his body over. Um, they're like, that's that's, that's exactly what they probably did. They're probably like, <laughs> they're like, I don't want to resort to this, but that's uh, that's kind of sus. I'm, I'm not really happy with that. We're going to scoot your body well, over. You know, it, it's kind of like one of those things where it's just... This was dire, dire. They're in dire uh, when it happened. But Franklin Graves died, and he had told his. Which Franklin Graves, the poor guy, he was the one that started the forlorn hope because they had no leadership back at the camp. The leaders were six miles away at another camp. (laughs) So he's just like, "Fuck this! We have to like this is a right." it, It was a fucking death march. This was a death march through the Sierra Nevadas. He just died. Couldn't make it through, but told his daughters. To eat his body, and they didn't at first. Patrick Dolan, the guy who drew the the, the long piece of paper, the lottery winner. Yeah, he actually died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. They've come to realize they thought he died of starvation, but what happened is he stripped all of his clothes off and ran off into the the wilderness, and they drug him back because when you when you're dying of hypothermia, your body overheats because your body's just going nuts at that point. Right. So you strip all your clothes off and fucking freeze to death. <laughs> and then the last. I can just imagine some like settler just like stripping down in the middle of like the mountains in front of everybody well, and you, just you running off into ma- the snow. You start to go mad. Yeah. Like, these people are trapped. There's not like TV or podcast to listen to. Right. No. There's no TikTok to scroll on. Yeah. yeah. And all you have to do is you can't eat out of boredom. 
Yeah, this isn't like this is like hangry taken to another level. Lemuel Murphy, they say, went crazy after he ate a mouse live. Oh my gosh, that um. He was the like thirteen year old. Yeah, right? he was a thirteen year old boy who found a mouse while he was out gathering firewood and just, and just pop, it right in his mouth like a fucking McNugget. Yeah, <laughs> a mouse nugget. <laughs> a mouse nugget. <laughs> a McMouse. <laughs> so once they all saw the bodies piled up around the the camp of the forlorn hope, waiting out this storm, they just decided to. Uh, Fucking eat some people. And yeah. the sucky part is, I'm pretty sure they didn't have any kind of seasonings. I well, mean, it was just very bland. There is a silver lining in this. Everything was very I bland. I didn't even think about that. Well, no, I mean, you, you know, you just, we'll we'll talk about it in just a second, how, what happened. The silver lining in all this, out of this instance, nobody ate their own family. That's nice. They divided them up into, so the others would eat that, that person's family and they wouldn't have to. But the first thing they did was scoop out the intestines, the liver, the kidneys, the heart, anything that had nutritional value. Because you got to think, these people don't have any, hardly any meat on their bones at this point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. It's not right. like having a fatty ribeye at your local steakhouse. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going after, you're trying to stay alive. Right. Yeah. But they would put their fucking heart on a stick and hold it over the fire. and Like a fucking marshmallow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, please. Yeah. I think an eyeball would be a better representation of like a marshmallow. Yeah, but you're not going to eat a fucking eye. Like you're going to eat shit that. It's got protein in it. I mean, the first thing you do is like what these people did was dehumanize the corpses. Yeah. They cut the heads off, the hands off, the feet off. So it's just a thing. Uh, uh, it's basically a torque, uh, a torso. A torso. I mean, literally, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to be like, damn, I lived with this dude for like seven months in, in my party and l- he's looking at me. I wonder if at the one point, like in my sick head, if they did like a Mr. Potato thing where they were like, this head goes here and this arms go over here and whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Living off the bodies of those that had died along the way to Sutter's Fort, the snowshoeing survivors were reduced to seven by the time they reached safety on the western side of the mountains on January 19th, 1847. Only two of the men survived, including William Eddy and William Foster. All but five women lived through the journey. Out of the eight that died, seven had been eaten. So the only person that has died from the forlorn hope that wasn't eaten was... Mr. Stanton? Yeah. Stanton. Charles Stanton didn't have to go through that. They just left him behind to die on the tree stump. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get eaten. No. Immediately... Uh, messages were dispatched to neighboring settlements as area residents rallied to save the rest of the Donner Party. On February 5th, the first relief party... Before we get to the relief party, there uh-huh. is a there is a tidbit that this source left out. They didn't just stop killing after those two people. When they first ate those bodies, the two Native American guides were disgusted, fucking horrified. Not long after that, they're like, all right, peace. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Well, uh, William Foster decided, you know what? Those two guys look pretty fucking tasty. And they ran into him one day and Foster fucking shot him. Killed both of them and they ate their bodies. The two guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the two Native Americans. That were helping them. Yeah. Uh, what's real fucked is not long after that, they walked into a Native American encampment. I can't remember what tribe it was. They were friends of that tribe. Fucking, they didn't tell these people. They're like, oh, yeah, we just ate some of your friends. Oh but, I mean, when they rolled up into this Native American encampment, they looked like the walking dead. Well, didn't I'm they, sure. like, scare the hell out of them? Yeah, and, like, they, they, all they ran scared off? the shit out of these Native Americans. I bet. Because these people had eaten their own fucking shoes. So they did this entire fucking hike halfway through. Barefooted. Barefooted. In the freezing snow. In the freezing snow. So they're bloodied. 
fucking gaunt. It was real bad. Seeing, like, all these Native Americans are just, like, uh, sitting around like a fire, like, in their fucking teepee, and like, these fucking people walk up out of the fucking woods bleeding and shit, barefoot. Like, that's some fucking... Looking like zombies. Mm-hmm. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc February 5th, the seven men in the relief party left Johnson's Ranch and uh, the second, headed by James Reed, left two days later. On February 19th, the first party reached the lake, finding what appeared to be a deserted camp until the ghostly figure of a woman appeared. And she said, Are you people from California? Or are you people from heaven? She was ready to die. Oh my gosh. So you just she see was, this fucking was, like ghoulish woman shoot yeah. out of the snow and say that shit to you? I'm like, oh my oh, god. Fuck this. I'm the worst. I'm neither. Fucking whack a mole from fucking nightmare fuel. <laughs> whack a mole. She just like pops up out of the fucking snow, fucking starved to death. She's been eating her own damn shoes. She's all raggedy looking, just shoots up out of the fucking. <laughs> well, you may be thinking, well, has the cannibalism started at the Donner Camp yet and back at Truckee Lake? The answer is no. Not at this moment. Mm-mm. So it's just So the these people hope. real fucking hungry. Yeah. The Forlorn Hope, they were cool with eating people. They were real fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they had fancied it. <laughs> fancied it. So... 12 of the immigrants were dead, and of the 48 remaining, many had gone crazy or were barely hanging on to life. However, the nightmare was by no means over. Not everyone could be taken out at once, and since no pack animals could be brought in, few food supplies were brought in, so like they didn't have cattle or wagons to bring food in for these people so they basically could only bring in what they could carry i guess probably for themselves just to keep themselves alive yeah i mean it was literally like hey we have rations just for because the rescue parties came in and fucking you know the first one came through and kind of expected oh hey they got cattle and and everything, yeah. they should be fine. Yeah. And then they walk in and see this shit. Psych. Yeah. Hell on earth. <laughs> Frozen hell on earth. The first relief party left with 23 refugees. But during their travel back to Sutter's Fort, two more children died. It was mostly women and children on that first run. Yeah. Like the men stayed behind. En route down the mountains, the first relief party met the second relief party coming in. So they first relief party was going out, second one's coming in. And the Reed family was reunited after five months. Oh, damn, honey, have you lost weight? <laughs> oh, my gosh. On March 1st, the second relief party finally arrived at the lake, finding... Evidence of cannibalism. The next day, they arrived at Alder Creek to find that the Donners had also resorted to cannibalism. On March 3rd, Reed left the camp with 17 of the starving immigrants 
but just two days later, they're caught in another blizzard. So, just to describe what the scene was at the second, when the second rescue party showed up. The first rescue party had to see ghouls just rummaging around in the snow. Mm -hmm. And there was just corpses everywhere. Like a war zone. Yeah, it looked like a fucking old-timey battlefield. Just corpses frozen in time. When the second party shows up, I believe there was an excerpt um, about them finding one of the cabins just full of bones and clumps of hair. Mm -hmm. And the children had been eating the corpses. So they were no, uh, they weren't shy about eating a, a body. No. As we'll come to find out real fucking quick. When the storm cleared, Isaac Donner had died. And most of the refugees were too weak to travel. Reed and another guy, Hiram Miller, took three of the refugees with them, hoping to find food that they had stored on the way up. The rest of the pioneers stayed at what would become known as Starved Camp. On March 12th, the third relief, led by William Eddy and William Foster reached Starved Camp, where Mrs. Graves and her son Franklin had also died. The three bodies, including Isaac Donner, had been cannibalized. The next day, they arrived at the late camp to find that both of their sons had died. On March 14th, they arrived at Alder Creek Camp to find George Donner was dying from an infection on in the hand that he had injured when they were when he was fixing the wagon axle. His wife Tamzine, though she was in pretty good health, and, but she refused to leave him. She sent their three little girls on without her. The relief party soon departed with the four more members of the party leaving those who are too weak to travel. Two more rescuers, John, or I'm sorry, Jean, Baptiste Trudeau, and Nicholas Clark were left behind to care for the Donners. But they abandoned them to catch up with the relief party. So let's talk about the second relief party for a second. Okay. Because there's some information in here that they left out too. So one of the graves died during that whole deal that they don't talk about in this source material. But it was actually one of the Donner kids that like, like, oh, that's fucking eater. So when they were snowed in during that blizzard, they fucking started eating, uh, eating some people (laughs) and the rescuers are just like, what the fuck well, I mean at that point it's just like a normal thing yeah it's yeah it's everyday life just uh, another day out in the prairie Sally die I guess we gotta eat her now <laughs> well I mean what good are they you know they're fucking dead might as well all I'm thinking about is like like our mundane bullshit that we do in the morning like where we wake up and like scroll on our phone shit uh, shower shave yeah pretty much and you like wake up you're like Oh, somebody died today. What, what? Looks like I don't have to plan for dinner. <laughs> it's more like, oh, let me go out to the grocery store. Just go yeah. pick a corpse up out of the snow. Yeah. Go crack oh, open God. a cold one. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on, boys. Let me go crack open a cold one. Oh, I my cannot. God. So a fourth rescue party set out in late March, but they were soon stranded in another snowstorm for several days on april 17th the relief party reached the camps to find only lewis keysburg alive among the mutilated remains of his former companions keysburg was the last member of the donner party to arrive at sutter's fort on april 29th keysburg they roll up and there's three mules left mm-hmm. in the, the the research I did. 
but they find they go to George Donner's cabin, and they, all they find is a severed head, and the skull was busted open, and all the brains had been scooped out, and they were stewing in a pot. <laughs> Tams and Donner was nowhere to be seen. And then the other person was nowhere to be seen. Except for... Lewis Kiesberg? Except for Kiesberg. So they asked Kiesberg, what the fuck happened? Kiesberg tells them, oh, they all died in natural causes. But Tams and Donner was the best tasting one out of the whole lot. So... So he left the ass, like the asses. Yeah, Keysburg didn't eat ass. He didn't eat ass. <laughs> Did not like it. No. He liked that tasty, tasty man meat. Oh, God. It took two months and four relief parties to rescue the surviving Donner Party members. In the Donner Party tragedy, two-thirds of the men in the party perished. And two-thirds of the women and children lived. In total, 41 individuals died and 46 survived. In the end, five had died before reaching the mountains. 35 perished at either the mountain camps or trying to cross the mountains. And one died just after reaching the valley. Many of those survived lost toes to frostbite. Which, That's got to fucking suck, dude. I mean, of course, I guess if you're out there better, barefooted, yeah, trouncing around in the fucking I'm shocked there wasn't more infections. Right? Cuz gangrene. I feel like that a lot of people that died, it wasn't just from like starvation. No, no. It was from a plethora it of was, things. It was from hypothermia. Yeah. They they froze to death. Oh. Yeah. They they didn't they were not equipped. No. They did well, not listen to anybody who tried to help them. Literally nobody. Yeah. It, this was the biggest fuck up. Thus the beginning of the male fragile ego. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery okay. solved. Uh, I'm going to yeah. leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the Donner tragedy. Quick- Would you say that it was eaten alive? Ooh. Or while it was already dead. <laughs> Go on. So the Donner Party tragedy quickly spread across the country. Newspapers printed letters and diaries and accused the travelers of bad conduct, cannibalism, and even murder. So do you think Keysburg killed the other three people? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I it was. Think, I mean, George Donner was fucking good as dead anyway. Let's just right. be honest. I think, <clears throat> and this is just me playing devil's advocate. If you are starving to death, have been on a mountain since October, he didn't leave until April. He's been on that mountain for over, six months. Yeah, six months. And it's been 11 months since this whole shit started. Yeah, you're yeah. starving. You're starving. You are probably snow blind. Well, he was. In, they were in their cabins. Oh, uh, okay. So they had protection. They were frozen. You're frozen. You're mad because you're cold. You're pissed off because you're stuck on a. You fucking... probably have some resentment towards the George Donner because yeah. he was the leader of the group. Yeah. So, and if he's already on his way out the fucking door, that one I can. That one I can get over because so, he probably was already on his way out the what door. What I th- well, I mean, he still killed William Foster's kid. Yes. Like, yes. out of desperation? That, th- no. You don't think out of desperation? No, I think he had developed a taste for human flesh at that point. <laughs> I mean, they say William Foster's son went into the cabin with him one night and never came out. Mm. Smacked him over the head? Uh, probably smothered him. Choked him. <laughs> but Keysburg definitely is a twisted motherfucker. What I think happened is... George Donner probably died. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, all right, hell yeah, time to eat. And Tamsin was like, no, you're not going to eat my husband. Right. So then he killed her. And then he fucking killed her ass. 
and probably did some other things too. The only. But I mean, let's just really. There's no no necro in this. It's not like they're going to find evidence. True. What's the best way to get rid of the evidence? Eat it. Eat the body. (laughs) The only thing, like, I keep flashing back to George Donner's skull with the head busted in, and I see, like, Pumbaa eating the bugs and, like, squishing them open. Anyway. Is that so the only way you can his, make it through this? Is to like try to Disneyfy this? Yes, she is. She is Disneyfying this. It's like an. Ep, it's like the movie Frozen, and everything is all good. Yep. And Olaf is just a has corpse it, that was frozen. Uh, yeah, Olaf has a human oh penis God. and arms. Um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. They take George Donner's dick and shove it right onto Olaf's nose, and that's what turns him into a magical snowman. No. I mean, at this point, they've gotten the, they've got the madness, so. Yeah, I mean, they've gone mad. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, there was, there's documents of what people have said that there's just blood fucking everywhere at this point, because it's April, so the snow started to thaw. Mm-hmm. The bodies are starting to show. So, could you imagine? There is just Whoa. blood fucking. Because I'm sure Keysburg's just act treated like it's a fucking buffet at this point. I mean, yeah, because the they're bodies frozen are bodies. Ice. Yeah. They're, it's like deep freezing a fucking steak at 20 below or 20 degrees. Yeah. Or if you went in there and like turned them over in the snow to make I sure imagine, they didn't get freezer burnt. I imagine <laughs> Keysburg is like Templeton the Rat at, at this point from Charlotte's Web. God damn it! Where he's just singing the, the about the fair being a smorgasbord. The, the smorgasbord, smorgasbord. I can't. <laughs> so the surviving members had differing viewpoints, biases, and recollections. So, what actually happened was never clear. Yeah, I would say they pro- the people that survived buried those memories. Oh, and yeah, repressed that was re- them yeah, 100% repressed and memories. Have, except Keysburg. Um, <laughs> and they all have extremely severe PTSD. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they hear bacon sizzle on a pan and they're just like, <gasps> they just start going into a Yeah. I would say the most of them went vegan. The really rough for those first couple of years, man. Well, oh, my God. I'm sure they've actually... I think there's a written account of that. Like, the first couple of Christmases were real fucking rough. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like... What did you give each other when you're uh, snowed in and have to resort to cannibalism? Well, you don't cook each other's steak it, dinner. That's no, for you give each other a necklace full of, like, fingers and toes. Like, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a salad. Yeah. <laughs> no Thanksgiving, no no Turk, no Christmas ham. Or- is this where veganism began? Yeah, maybe. I'm go ahead and say if this is where veganism began. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, I'd love to see a vegan try to do. Uh, no thanks, I'm vegan. Yeah, three months. Three months. Yeah, they did eat bark. Yeah. It, at <laughs> one point, they were eating bark. That's why they started eating. So meat. my whole thing is like they're next to a fucking lake. I'm pretty sure that there are fish in there that but are it's frozen. Just, yeah, the lake is frozen. Get, your, get yourself it's a twenty t- degrees. Whatever you can get a fucking tree limb or something. What the fuck it's are you talking about? The whole thing. The, the lake froze. It's not just the top. Yeah. You, what do you think they can do? Go ice fishing? Half their fucking equipment's broke. If they can they build, can't even chisel a hole out to ice fish with. You know what? If they can build goddamn snowshoes, they can build a fucking fishing they pole. They built the snowshoes out of scraps of boiled leather that they had <laughs> and wood from their fucking, like, ox harnesses. <laughs> like, th- these were hastily put together snowshoes. It okay, wasn't well, like... Well, my eight-year-old self put a fucking fishing pole together with a damn twig. <laughs> You're well, telling me these people couldn't figure out how to do that? You know what? Next October, remind me to drop you off in the Sierra Nevadas and let's see how you do. I think I'll be alright. I'll attach a GoPro on you. Yeah. Oh, my God. First thing, stripping <laughs> clothes Blair off. Blair Witch style. Oh, dude. Yeah. Stripping the clothes off Maybe first. Maybe you'll run into uh, climbing. <laughs> huh? Maybe you'll run into climbing. Climbing? 
Or Keysburg. Yeah, um, Keysburg. Oh, is he still in the mountains? He, you know what been really funny is when they pulled up and he's got all those things. He's like, what are you guys doing here? I'm fine. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. He's like the he's like a squirrel that's like fucking stored shit away for the summer. Like uh, makes fun of everybody else that didn't store food away for the winter and watches them starve <laughs> to death. It's like some kind of a- horrible Aesop's the fable. The ant and the grasshopper. Yes. There's <laughs> an ant and the grasshopper. I cannot. So, he's like, y'all can just leave. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. This is All my right. mountain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> so... After the publicity, immigration to California, as you could imagine, fell off pretty sharp. Yeah. Uh, and Hastings' cutoff was all but abandoned, which, good for them. Nobody needed to take Hastings' cutoff. Nobody yeah, witch no, hunted again. Nobody witch hunted him like over that, thinking that you know. I know he only had to snip it in his. Like a book. Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Oh, I, I was really interested <laughs> about that. I was waiting for the witch hunt. Lansford Hastings never gave up on his dreams to really just be somebody. Uh-huh. Oh, he was somebody at this point. Well, you might ask, what happened to Lansford Hastings? Did he take any responsibility for this? No. No. He's he a wrote man. another book, didn't he? <laughs> like, he should be held accountable. He wrote, he wrote another book, didn't he? He did. No! <laughs> no! He did. Uh, you would think he would uh, have been strung up by his bootstraps. Was it a cookbook? No. Well, <laughs> no, maybe... Maybe... Uh, Keysburg? Keysburg would. He made his own fucking cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> but you would think Lansford Hastings would be made a social pariah and blamed for all of this. He took no blame. Good lord. The Campbell's uh, Guide to in, Northern California. In fact, Lansford Hastings, after the Civil War, decided to write a book called... The Cannibal's Guide to the Frozen Tundra. No, he, Lansford <laughs> wasn't a fucking cannibal. No, I know. I'm, I don't know, but I'm, writing, I'm going from his perspective of like talking about the Donner Party. I would buy it. You uh, would buy it. The Immigrant's Guide to Brazil. No. Yes, he decided that he was going to talk all the Confederates into immigrating to Brazil. And he was going to start his own country through revolution. How'd that work? Uh, Nobody showed up. And he died at the age of 51 in the Virgin Islands. Alone? Not a bad way to go, though. At least he was warm. I was literally thinking that as you were saying it. Yeah, at least he was warm. Yeah. I mean, it probably ruined his career, this oh, whole yeah. incident. Is oh, a, yeah. Is a, you know. He tried to flee to Brazil and bring people well, with that him. that was because he wanted people to follow him. That was all that. He wanted to be. I like, wouldn't follow him. He wanted to be a ruler. He, right. Like, he wanted to rule people. And he tried to get the Confederates? No. Oh, yeah. After they got their asses handed to him and had to, you know, surrender. I'm sure a bunch were pissed off and we're like, oh, let's go somewhere else then. Why Brazil? I don't know. It it didn't go on to say. After Hastings cutoff was abandoned, in January of 1848, gold was discovered in John Sutter's mill in Coloma. And the gold hungry travelers began to rush out west again. And then so begins the gold rush. And by late 1849, more than 100,000 people had come to California in search of gold near the streams and canyons where Donner Party had suffered. Ain't that a bitch. Finds a bone. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that they found a lot of fucked up shit. Um, So Truckee Lake, where all this happened at, Mm -hmm. was renamed Donner Lake. It is today a popular mountain resort mm-hmm. near Truckee, California, right outside mm-hmm. of Reno. And the Donner Camp is designated as a historical landmark. Yeah, definitely made history. But recently, they're doing uh, archaeological excavations there at the Donner Camp. So That's kind of cool. Who knows what we'll find. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, that's going to conclude our series on... This horrific party. tale of... Cue the fava, be- fava beans and yeah, nice Chianti. Just horrific tale of survival, honestly. Like, this I mean, is that's just, basically what it was. It was just 
Survival mode. To what survival? What of the people fittest. will do to survive in dire straits? I guess my imagining of like what their camp was like was very feral because obviously mm-hmm. they've they've all gone fucking crazy at this point because they're just they got nothing to I occupy would say their mind. It's very morose from the get go. Like when they realized there's no going up the mountain. Yes, yeah, and I'm stuck here. And they're stuck. Yeah, with nothing. With with no Basically. food. The food was gone by November. Yeah. And like, they, it was April when they got. I mean, there have. They weren't dying of starvation, though. Mm-mm. They were freezing to death. But they didn't know that at the time. They just thought they were all starving to death. Because they only had four months of rations. Mm-hmm. And then what oxen and cattle they did have, the Paiutes killed. Mm-hmm. Or they've ran off in the desert. Yeah. I mean, this is just... This is the worst case of bad planning. <laughs> and bad luck. And bad luck. Yes. Ever documented, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's it's just all fucked. It's all fucked. And we glossed over so much of this. Mm-hmm. There's... So many, many more like deep details to all this shit, but to fit it into two episodes, we we had to gloss over some of it, but and then dull it down a little bit. Yeah, um, it was fucking brutal. Like mm-hmm. the and it was so much fun doing the research on this shit. That that was that was my favorite part. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this these two episodes. I feel like today with you finding the musical was just enough for me. Oh my god! The By musical. the way, yes, there is a Donner there Party a, musical. There is a musical and, and a board game and a board, and a board game. The board game looks like so much fun. We'll have to I'm play down. it sometime. Yes, yes, it will be added to our to our family family game nights. <laughs> family yes. game night. Yep. All Would right, you like Josh. to play Yahtzee, Uno, or the Donner Party? Ooh, what's the Donner Party? Oh, you've never played it before? It's a great tale about cannibalism. A harrowing tale. Yeah, a harrowing tale about cannibalism. Snow. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah. And you guys know the drill. Uh, like always, stay spooky, stay creepy, stay strange, and uh, Sam would always say, stay safe. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc